Hi, this is Legend. I'm Sam. I'm Amy. And we are a podcast about cryptids, urban legends, and the paranormal. Woo-woo. And I'm here to give you book update. Heck yeah. Tell us how that series is going. So I was reading the Accord of Thorns and Roses, I think. I always get the name messed up. But I'm reading that series on Amy's sister, Lindsay's, recommendation. (laughs) It is so good that I'm already on the last book that has been written of the series. Lindsay tells me that the series is not done. But I am devouring this book series. I think yes, I started are. in late January. Maybe. And yeah. No, I think it was early February. February. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah, it early was February. the last time I played D&D. So even though this episode is coming out, obviously, a month after we've recorded it right yes, now. Yes, it's in April. It's April now. Woo! Spring. Yep, but when we're recording this, it is actually the beginning, like, literally day one. Oh, no, day three of March. So, in a month span, I have read five books. Which is a (laughs) lot for a full-time employee, full-time mother, and a podcaster. (laughs) I never sleep, apparently, but actually I do. I take naps yeah I survived <laughs> but I'm just chugging along like I am like literally inhaling this series it is so good and um I highly recommend it my favorite book of the series so far is book two Lindsay says this book that I'm reading now is her favorite when I get through it I will see if it's my favorite too but I'm <laughs> really thinking book two is going to be my favorite i don't want to give any spoilers so i'm not saying anything about it can't say anything about it but you should read it i highly recommend it Lindsay has a sticker on her cup that i'm not allowed to look at in detail because it's a dresser and each drawer has a different design on it and i'm not supposed to look at it I know what it is. <laughs> I know exactly what it is. Oh, okay. Well, I'm not supposed to look at it. I want one so. of those stickers. I'm going to so, ask her where she got it. That's adorable. She So for Christmas, she asked her bestie, um, like they actually give each other lists and stuff. And she put three different things pertaining to the book on the list. And Kim got her all of it. Aww. <laughs> And Lindsay's like, now I look like a fangirl. <laughs> I mean, she is, though. I love, though, like, I love talking to her about it because I'll just message her and be like, what the fuck is this shit? <laughs> like, and then, or she'll be like, where are you? Because I want to know, I want to know your opinion on a certain part or whatever. Mm-hmm. I, they're really good. I, I don't know if it's in your realm of things that you would like, but I want you to read it because I want to, I just really want to talk about book two, especially (laughs) because that, that book in particular was so good that I kept rereading certain scenes from the book just to feel that emotion again. And I have never done that. In any book I've ever read, but I was literally keeping the book next to me just so I could (laughs) reread certain parts just to be like, oh my God, because it was so beautifully written. That's crazy. Yeah, I I highly recommend it. So thank you, Lindsay. We'll see. I don't know. I don't, I mean, I get emotionally invested in books, but at the same time, I usually forget all about them after I finish reading them. I won't. I really won't ever. (laughs) So there's been one other book series that the main guy, I guess, in it really like affected me. And that's the um, Experiment in Terror series. It's a like horror. I think you mentioned it last time. It's one of my favorite book series. Um, And I had katie read that one and that's 
like the guy in that book is her favorite like we always are talking about him and like nobody's Dex foray and blah 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 and I told her I was like reading this the main guy character at least in the first couple books I was like he might be tied with Dex and she was like there's no way and I was like no way for real I think he might be tied with Dex so I'm gonna make her read it (laughs) tell me it's the series that gets forced upon everyone yeah I'm like you you're going to read this and tell me what you think because I need to know oh my goodness but yeah if you're looking so obviously these are kind of romance books they're um this one a court of thorns and roses is a like what would you say like fantasy romance and then experiment in terror series is a horror surprisingly it's a horror romance series both are really great i'm a sucker for love i love love so especially when it's paranormal love yeah so guess what what we decided that there was going to be a Bigfoot month, yes. right? And we, we talked about it. In we January, told them right? that in our like resolutions or whatever. Well, April, right now, we decided is our Bigfoot month. Woo! So I am for days. Off... What I said fur for days. Oh, fur for days. <laughs> <laughs> So I am doing the first Bigfoot episode, and I am covering the North American Bigfoot. Mm-hmm. So each week this month, we are going to cover some aspect of Bigfoot or its brethren. Yes. So next week, it'll be the Yeti, because I love the Yeti, and I'll get to talk about Josh Gates a whole bunch. That's always fun. And then... Sam's episode the next week is going to include Grassman for sure and Fook Monster or is it Fauk Monster? I don't know. I guess you're going to tell us. Yeah, I I want to say it's Fauk, but yeah, I'll, I'll let you know. Going to cover those guys for sure and then whatever else she wants to cover. And then on the last episode... My three big ones, and then whatever the hell I want to cover, is going to be Skunk Ape and the Yowie, and then Momo from Missouri, because I'm from Missouri, and I'm hairy, so I might as well talk about him, right? (laughs) Definitely. So before we get into Bigfoot himself, I wanted to touch upon what cryptozoology is, in case anyone listening doesn't know. I would hope that they know. I would hope so, too, but you never know. You know. So I just figured a definition would be good. And Wikipedia had a really good summary of it. Cryptozoology is a pseudoscience. So if you don't know what pseudoscience is, it consists of statements, beliefs, or practices that claim to be both scientific and factual, but are incompatible with the scientific method. So... Cryptozoology is a pseudoscience and subculture that searches for and studies the known, legendary, or extinct animals whose present existence is disputed or unsubstantiated. Exactly. All right. And I bring this up because cryptozoologists have been trying to prove Bigfoot's existence for years and years and years. Since the dawn of time when he was actually a person. (laughs) Yes. And all the theories that I'm going to discuss are going to come from cryptozoologists. Anyway, most people have heard of Bigfoot. But again, in case you haven't. What's that? A... You don't know? I well, have no idea. Episode for you, man. Aw. He's a giant, muscular, bipedal, meaning he walks on two feet, hairy, ape-like humanoid creature. Wow, kind of like Sasquatch. Wow! <laughs> His height has been reported anywhere from 6 to 15 feet tall. Good freaking God. Right? <laughs> the color of his hair is most often reported as black, dark brown, or a dark reddish brown. There are also claims that Bigfoot or Big Feet, which is the plural version, <laughs> give off an extremely foul smell. Hmm. 
Some claim that he has more ape-like features, while others say that his face is actually more humanoid. There now, are also... I'm sorry to interrupt, but a really dumb joke popped in my head. Let's hear it. You know why he smells so bad? Why does he smell so bad? Because he doesn't have enough odor eaters to cover his big feet. <laughs> I was like, wait, what? <laughs> you know, the odor eaters that go and choose. Yeah, I know. I got He doesn't it, have but... enough. No, they're never big enough. He'd have to buy out Costco or something. Mm-hmm. And that can That's only last for, for so long. That'd be an expensive thing to do. Yeah. Anyway, sorry. (laughs) There have also been claims, typically during nighttime sightings, that Bigfoot's eyes glow yellow or red. Okay. I can see it. They have predominantly been sighted in the northwestern part of the United States and throughout Canada, although I'm sure there have been sightings pretty much everywhere in the U.S. where there are forests. I would guess. Yeah. Okay, so I'm going to say a lot of Native American words in this next (laughs) section. I looked for pronunciations, and I did find a pronunciation for one, but not the other ones. So I'm so sorry if I say them wrong, but I'm going to try really hard. You got this. Thank you. (laughs) So... Bigfoot also has a few other names, but the most commonly used term other than Bigfoot is Sasquatch. The term Sasquatch is to is believed to be an ang- anglicization. That is not a Native American no, word, not. but that is hard to say. <laughs> anglicization, which means basically to make English, of the Salish word Saskets. Now, that one I had a pronunciation for. And Saskit translates into wild man or hairy man. <laughs> this is this is the two words that I don't have a you know pronunciation what? for. I'm going to see my sister's husband tomorrow. I'm going to call him a Saskit. <laughs> You'll be like, what? <laughs> <laughs> All right. So it means wild man or hairy man in halcomelium. Halcomelium. Sure. The Staley's upriver dialect. Mm -hmm. If I said those wrong and you know how to say them, please let me know. The Staley's people believed that they were shape-shifting creatures with other special powers that protect the forest. No. I found this interesting because in some articles I found Bigfoot mentioned in conjunction with creatures like the Wendigo and the Rougarou, which I kind of suppose makes sense because it's Native American folklore. But were the Rougarous, they weren't, were they? They're French. That's what I thought. The Wendigo is. But... Well, they are... Uh, so it's there's two different pronunciations, but mainly it comes from France, and then the uh like Louisiana French people, mm-hmm. uh, they changed it to Rougarou. Okay, yeah, that's what I thought. I remembered it having French in it, mm-hmm. but the Wendigo is Native American, so to me that kind of makes sense. Yeah, that Sasquatch would be mentioned with the Wendigo. Ruguru, not so sure why. In 1929, J.W. Burns, a Canadian government agent assigned to the Chehalis Band, now known as the Staelis First Nation, coined the term Sasquatch. He collected sightings of Bigfoot from the Saskets for a story in McLean's magazine titled Introducing B.C.'s Hairy Giants. (laughs) According to the Canadian Encyclopedia's website, quote, the article was published on April Fool's Day, leading many to dismiss it as a prank. Oh, that's sad. I know. The name Bigfoot started to become widely used to describe the Sasquatch around 1958, 
when Jerry Crew, a logging company bulldozer operator in Humboldt County, California, claimed to have discovered a large set of human-like footprints in the mud in the Six Rivers National Forest. So remember the Six River National Forest, because it comes up again. Where is the Six Rivers National Forest? Northern California. Ah, okay. So after telling his coworkers about it, many of them claimed to have seen tracks that look similar on other job sites. The logging company started using the term Bigfoot to describe the unknown creature leaving the tracks. I mean, Jerry, yeah, that makes yeah. sense. <laughs> it does. But weirdly, I never thought about how Bigfoot actually got its name. Well, like, I know it has big feet, but I never thought about who actually came up with that name. <laughs> Someone looking at its tracks being like, that's, that's a Bigfoot. Big foot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Jerry Crew thought that it was a prank at first until he kept seeing more of the giant footprints, and then he decided to contact a reporter for the Humboldt Times newspaper named Andrew Gensley. He interviewed another lumber worker. He interviewed other lumber workers, not lumbar, <laughs> lumber workers, and wrote several articles about the footprints and introduced the name Bigfoot along with the local tales of a large, hairy, wild man. A plaster cast was made of one set of the footprints. A front-page article written on October 6, 1958, showed a photo of Jerry Cruz holding the plaster cast. The story spread like wildfire, and large news organizations such as the New York Times and the Los Angeles Times started to contact Andrew Gensley, the term Bigfoot became widespread after that to reference the creature creating the giant footprints in Northern California. Sweet. This is my favorite part of the whole episode. We are <laughs> okay. going to talk about the theories as to what Bigfoot might be. I like theories. Oh my god, I loved this part. I texted Amy yesterday and was like, I cannot wait for you to hear this, <laughs> what the theories are of Bigfoot. So a common theory is that Bigfoot is an unknown species of hominid. A lot of people believe that Bigfoot has managed to remain hidden from us. I don't particularly think that that's possible. Yeah. No person or scientist has ever been able to confirm that a bone, carcass, feces, or anything else belongs to a bigfoot mm -hmm. despite the numerous forests and mountains i don't think on land it is possible for them to hide successfully for so long yeah like the ocean i guess what i mean by that is the ocean is so big and vast like it makes sense to me that we have not discovered all the animals that live in the ocean oh, yeah but on land yeah. i feel like we can yeah in the ocean we haven't quite got technology to a point where we can explore every single inch of it uh, exactly land i mean people are out there with their drones drones, <laughs> drones. <laughs> all the time and nothing has been seen and you know and they're big with the amount of forest fires and everything mm -hmm. something would have been found i feel I definitely agree. So, the second theory is that big feet are aliens. Cool. <laughs> According to a Mental Floss article, in 1973, a Pennsylvanian UFO researcher named Stan Gordon noticed an increased sighting of Sasquatches entering and exiting UFOs. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> what drugs is he on? <laughs> I don't know. But this spurred the theory that they are actually aliens. And he even went so far as to set up a UFO Bigfoot hotline, which Mental Floss claims is still active today. And there was a link and I tried to click on it and nothing came up. Hmm. But if you want to try to look it up, let us know. I'll try to look it, it works. up. <laughs> Other Bigfoot investigators also believe this theory. 
uh, stating that this is why no bodies of Bigfoot have ever been found. Or how come sometimes tracks will just stop? Yeah. Because it went into a spaceship. Okay. Okay. I'll I'll bite. (laughs) So another theory is that some investigators believe that Bigfoot is really a giant ground sloth. Wow. Do you know what a giant ground sloth is? Yes. <laughs> you do? Yeah. You don't? No. Oh. <laughs> well, I mean, I just figured that they were a big sloth, but <laughs> I didn't know that they were real, I guess. Oh, yeah. There's, I don't know. I've been somewhere where there was like a recreation. No, there was a skeleton. I think I have two, actually. Yeah, there's a skeleton of one. I don't know where, though. I don't know. Was it when we took Jamie to the museum that one time? I think so. Maybe? Because now I'm remembering seeing one. But for some reason, when I was writing this, I was like, weird. I know I have a picture of it somewhere. Because, of course, I had to take a picture for Lindsay. (laughs) (laughs) Well, if you don't know what they are, like I apparently thought I didn't, they are ancient relatives of the two and three-toed sloths. There were four species of ground sloth that inhabited the United States towards the end of the Ice Age that went extinct about 10,000 years ago. That's not that long ago. No. In one of the articles I read, actually, it says, you just missed the giant ground sloth. (laughs) (laughs) I'm glad that they're giant ground sloths, though, because that would probably be terrifying to see one in a tree. It'd be like a cartoon with it bent over. (laughs) Yeah, I don't know if a tree could support it. The the redwoods. That yeah. that's where it could hang out. Yeah. That's like the <laughs> only one. Yep. <laughs> Similar to the giant ground sloth theory, one researcher named Thomas Steenberg believes that if Bigfoot is real, it is possibly a possibly a Gigantopithecus blackie, which is an extinct ape from southern China that may have wound up in the North Americas in the North Americas, it may have wound up in North America by crossing the Bering Land Bridge. Wait, you said they're from China? And they went all the way up to Russia and then over to Alaska and then down Mm -hmm. here? Mm -hmm. I mean... That would be his theory, but he also is not 100% convinced that Bigfoot is real. But he's saying that if it were, that's what his guess would be okay if he says so and then there's the theory that bigfoot is a caveman there's really no proof of any of these theories but this theory is almost solely based on the fact of the way bigfoot has been described yeah that he looks like a neanderthal Mm -hmm. now this is my favorite theory okie doke and it's a wild theory (laughs) I don't even know if it's a theory. I mean, I guess it is. It's just weird. So creationists, modern creationists, believe that Bigfoot is mentioned in the Bible. Okay. They believe that Bigfoot is briefly mentioned in the book of Genesis. So there are these giants called Nephilim that are mentioned just before the flood account in Genesis 6-4. And the quote is, The Nephilim were on the earth in those days, and also afterward, when the sons of God went into the daughters of humans, who bore children to them. There, these were the heroes that were of old, warriors of renown. End quote. And they believe that these Nephilim are actually Bigfoot. They are mentioned again, in passages 1332 through 33 as the israelites prepared to enter the land of canaan and that quote is so they brought to the israelites an unfavorable report of the land that they had spied out saying the land that we have gone through as spies is a land that devours its inhabitants and all the people that we saw in it are of great size there we saw the nephilim the Anakites come from the Nephilim, and to ourselves we seemed like grasshoppers, 
and so we seemed to them, end quote. So there are giants. I don't know. (laughs) I don't know either. I feel like it's a reach, but... It sounds more like elephants than Nephilim. I don't know, but I just thought that was very interesting. So this means that Noah had Bigfoot on his ark. Possibly. (laughs) Although it's never mentioned. (laughs) But yeah, I just, I I don't know why that theory just interested me. So it sounds fun. Very confusing, but (laughs) a stretch. Mm hmm. Now, of course, we cannot have a theory about anything on this podcast unless it involves the government. Yeah. So here's the government theory. The government secretly removed burnt Sasquatch corpses from Mount St. Helens after the 1980 eruption. They definitely did. You believe it? Yep. Before we get to that, though, I first have to take you back to 1924. Ape Canyon is a gorge along the edge of the Plains of Abraham on the southeast shoulder of Mount St. Helens in Washington State. It was named that due to the many claimed sightings of ape men in the area, and in 1924, it was apparently the site of a violent encounter between a group of miners and a group of what was described as ape men. The allegations were reported in the July 16, 1924 issue of the Oregonian. It's commonly called the Battle of Ape Canyon. Miners were being attacked by large, hairy ape men that threw rocks at their cabin roof from a cliff after one of the miners allegedly shot one of the ape men with a rifle. Mm-hmm. This was later deemed to be a hoax, <laughs> but who knows? And I didn't go into it. I can't believe the Oregonian's been around so long. Somehow the Oregonian is like in every story I do. (laughs) It feels like it anyway. After this, it was believed that a population of Bigfoot inhabited Mount St. Helens. After Mount St. Helens erupted on May 18th, 1980... Witnesses claimed to see the army removing two Sasquatch bodies out of the rubble from the blast. A helicopter flew them off. I can see it. Why not? There's another theory that Bigfoot sightings are simply people seeing bears standing on their hind legs. And that concludes the theory part of this episode. (laughs) But I I like dancing bears. Dancing bears. (laughs) painted wings right is that what she says yeah something like that yeah i do have some other really crazy theories concerning bigfoot though they're not theories as in what they are they're just really strange claims cool the first one is that there are bigfoot human hybrids a texas veterinarian named melba s ketchum Claimed that she proved that Bigfoot, Bigfoot, <laughs> Bigfoot. She proved that Bigfoot is part human via a DNA sample. Well, I guess not that Bigfoot is part human, but there are Bigfoot hybrids. Where she got this DNA sample, no one has any idea, but she claims. That Sasquatch has been having sex with human women and making little hominin hybrids. Nice. But I want to know, so did the DNA she found, was it like mixed DNA? Yes. Like, okay. So there was a human element and an animal element. Yes. And she actually broke it down into sciencey terms that I'm sure my husband would understand but I did not but basically okay. what I got out of the article is that she is not able to prove where she got this DNA from and the scientific community 
does not believe her because they were never this DNA sample was never examined by outside experts and yeah. so there's no way to validate her conclusions yeah I wouldn't I wouldn't be like yeah buddy on that either no. I definitely would be skeptical wild claim number two Bigfoot has a thing for cows Okay. Apparently, <laughs> there has been quite a few farmers who have reported witnessing a male Bigfoot sodomizing their cl- their clowns, their cows. Oh, <laughs> well, that's a whole other. Yeah, image. that is different. <laughs> no. Um, are they sure that they're not just drunk and it's like their friend in a coat? That is horrible <laughs> to think of, well, but who knows? Yeah. <laughs> they get lonely too sometimes, you know? Okay. And then we have another government story. Okay. On August 6, 1990, a series of fires broke out on Battle Mountain in Nevada. The fires were later called the Battle Mountain Complex Fires. And according to an anonymous government employee who alerted the Bigfoot Field Research Organization, I have their website linked in our sources. I didn't Thank really you. look at their website for any information, but I just figured it'd be fun to look at maybe. So, but according to this anonymous government employee, a Bigfoot was injured in this fire. In a letter for the Bigfoot Field Research Organization on August 7th, 1999, the anonymous government employee states, quote, I observed an animal wounded by fire moving on all fours, not like a bear. More like ape. Firefighters captured animal, contacted local vet and medical doctor, U.S. Department of Fish and Wildlife, Department of Interior, and Bureau of Land Management on the scene. Animal tranquilized and moved to unknown location. Those at scene told not to talk about what they saw. Animal approximately 7.5 feet long, tall, human-like arms and legs, face not like a man or ape, but mixed between. Genitalia male, uncircumcised, and human-like. Hair covering most of the body except chest. Chest has hair, but sparse. Hands with sparse hair. Palms bare with five digits with human opposition of thumb and fifth digit. I believe a cover-up is in the making. People need to know. The animal needs to be kept alive and studied and released in protected area. End quote. Interesting. I want to I want to see it. <laughs> Me too. And there's no real conclusion to that. Hmm. They just okay. got a letter from this supposed anonymous government official. Okay. If they say so. If they say so. You can read it too. There's a whole like transcript and like breakdown of this also in our sources. Obviously, there's no scientific evidence to back up any Bigfoot sighting, as I previously mentioned. Some scientists believe that sightings of Bigfoot are caused by pareidolia, which we've talked about before in other episodes. It's where humans have the tendency to see human-like faces and figures within the natural environment. Mm Yes, I have it like hardcore. Mm -hmm. Me too. And (laughs) here's my example I wrote. An example is how when I look at the marbled tile in my bathroom, I see lots of faces in the swirls. Yeah, or a very particular bathroom door that I used to see often. I think it was at a job. (laughs) Had a lot of alien faces in it. There you go. They were elongated. But along with any other cryptid paranormal case... There are a shit ton of hoaxes. I don't want to get into each hoax because there are so many. But people have done everything you can think of to try and profit off of Bigfoot. They've I am sure. Oh yeah, they've created their own Bigfoots out of latex or animal parts. 
They've claimed to have DNA that they don't actually have. They've used ghillie suits, which are like those green camouflage suits to fake videos. Um, People have even worn giant Bigfoot costumes and people have fake (laughs) scary supposed Bigfoot noises. If you can think of how to fake a Bigfoot encounter or evidence of a Bigfoot, people have done it. I'm sure. It's a very popular one to fake. Yep. So I didn't want to get into every single one. There's just so many of them. I wanted to focus on the more fun parts of Bigfoot. (laughs) There are also so many alleged encounters with Bigfoot. It was hard to narrow down which ones I wanted to talk about. I found a website called woodape.org that catalogs Bigfoot encounters and so far has over 306 entries. You can submit your own to the website if you wish. It's just a simple log, basically. It shows the date of the encounter, the location, and a very, very brief summary. So I picked a couple of on the first page to read, like what the summaries say. Mm -hmm. So this one says, husband and wife observe massive figure at back back of property then another one says woman reports an encounter with leaping man-like ape as she drives down her driveway (laughs) then another one says husband and wife observed massive upright animal in sam houston national forest on fm 1375 baker bridge at lake conroe an hour apart And then the last one I put on here was man out walking for exercise at local track has unexpected encounter with upright hair covered subject. (laughs) That's fun. Where were the majority of the the sightings? They seemed like they were all in the northwestern part of the United States. But the Pacific Northwest. I know. You guys are weirdly home. Of the Bigfoot. Yep. I also found a website called littlebayroot.com. And their website was really nice. They put together a list of the top 10 most famous Bigfoot sightings. Oh, nice. And so I watched all of them. And I decided to pick the three that I thought were the most fascinating to talk about. Their articles also linked in the sources if you want to check out all of their videos. Sounds like a good time. It was. It was actually really interesting. The first video that really caught my attention was one labeled Bigfoot Helicopter Hunt, and it happened in 2011. Okay. Each story, like I said, has a video posted with it. And this video is one of a family that was target shooting on some foothills. The foothills were in the background, and you can hear a really loud helicopter Like, it's pretty close by, and it's going the entire time. The note under the video states that the family had been annoyed with the helicopter because it was just there all day while they were playing around. There's a young boy aiming at an empty water bottle with a gun, while it looks like his father and his siblings are behind him. The mom is filming them off to the side and has the foothills in the video behind them all. During the video, it looks like something takes off running in the foothills. I could see why they would think it's a Bigfoot. It looks pretty large. It's definitely humanoid, but it's dark, and it's hard to tell whether if it's because it's backlit or if it's because it's hairy. Mm, Yeah. It could definitely be a man running to evade the helicopter, (laughs) But I'm assuming that the theory is that the helicopter was hanging around trying to get Bigfoot. Probably. Either way, the family did not notice the thing running in the video until they reviewed the video after. I'm always skeptical about that. Like, oh, they didn't notice. So, like, they weren't trying to get this shot. But then at the same time, I'm like, Oh, they didn't notice, so it was probably added in post. <laughs> yeah, it, it's that's what I was thinking. It's like 
that they is that a way to make them sound more credible or mm-hmm. is that a way for them to doctor the video like i don't know it's it's yeah. hard to tell the next one that interested me was titled marble mountain bigfoot and it was dated in the year 2000 there's a group of of about 15 people adults and children that have discovered some sort of, I don't know what you'd call it, tent or nest that's made of broken trees and branches. It's pretty big. This video is the longest recorded film of Bigfoot ever. Oh. After they are checking out the nest or the tent, one of the people in the group point up at the ridge and say that there is something walking along it. The man filming turns his camera to the ridge and films the supposed Bigfoot for three minutes. Wow. They say that the Bigfoot is furious with them and that he's shaking their fist at them. And it does kind of look like that. They claim that it looks nothing like a person, that its hands hang too long at its sides. The details in the video aren't very clear. The Bigfoot is backlit, and you can't make out any details but its silhouette. And honestly, the Hmm. body shape and the body movements remind me of the Grinch. (laughs) Like, it literally reminds me of the Grinch. It's just Jim Carrey up there with his Grinch costume going, You guys, get off my property. Exactly. Uh, one teenager in the group says, quote, I say we bag him. I bet we get a lot of money for the sucker, end quote. Very American. Yeah. I don't know how I feel about this video, but I think about the Cougar Trail near my house. It's not called the Cougar Trail, but I think I've mentioned it before on the podcast, but there's a set of walking trails behind my house that go in and out of like woods and things like that. And we take the kids on walks there, and there are all kinds of those nests, tents, things. Mm -hmm. People just go back there and make them. My kids have made them for fun. (laughs) So I don't think it's outrageous, you know, to think that a person may have made that. Um, The man filming says that the trees were snapped and not cut, obviously implying that a human could not have done it. But I don't know. How fresh were they? I couldn't tell. I was thinking because that too. If it's a forest, there's trees falling everywhere. I mean, if you go, there's a beach towards Lincoln City, I think, where it's like just driftwood everywhere. Mm-hmm. And obviously it's all been snapped and people build little tents or little forts there all the time with them. It's, I mean, mm-hmm. when it be that hard to find broken wood in a forest to make a little tent thing out of. I don't think so. And then you think, who's to say it was just one person either? Yeah. If you had another person helping you, I think they could easily break them. Yeah. And so I just, I don't think that the video was very clear. It could have been a person and the fist shaking seems like a very human thing to do very human thing yeah Yeah. so i i don't know i don't know how i feel about that one or a very grinchy thing yep very (laughs) grinchy but i had to mention that one because it is the longest recorded Mm -hmm. bigfoot footage yeah and then of course the number one video i had to pick is the most famous bigfoot encounter the patterson and gimlin footage from 1967 have you heard of it? Mm-hmm. Yes. Okay. I'm pretty sure. Where was it located? Northern California. Yeah. I'm pretty sure in Boring, Oregon, in the North American Bigfoot Center <laughs> that Matt and I stopped at in 2021. I'm pretty sure that a lot of the like initial displays were about this one but 
I went in there and I read everything and I looked at everything and I touched everything and I cannot remember a single freaking thing. <laughs> Apparently Matt's mom was with us and I don't even remember that. Oh, wow. If you ever see a picture of that, you know, that picture, it's like a famous picture of yes. Bigfoot, like looking back kind of that's mm-hmm. from that video and also, by the way, when I was looking up Bigfoot information, I saw the Bigfoot museum thing that you went to. And in parentheses yeah. next to it, it said boring. And then because it was a review place, <laughs> it was a review website. And I was like, wow, yeah. that's rude. But then I was reading the little <laughs> thing and it was like a very good review. And I was like, why did they say boring then? I forgot the town was called boring. Yep. The town, the they love that town name. It's awful. <laughs> anyway, it's not really boring. I mean, I I had the Bigfoot Museum. It's pretty cool. Yeah, I I was so confused because I kept seeing it anytime I would type in stuff for it. <laughs> boring. Like, Why does that say boring? It took me like ten times reading it to understand that boring is the name of the town. <laughs> That's funny. So the video has been said to be one of the major players in the public interest in Bigfoot. The footage was filmed along Bluff Creek, which is a tributary of the Klamath River. And this is why I wanted you to remember earlier the Six Rivers National Forest in Northern California. Mm -hmm. So we have another big Bigfoot event happening in the Six Rivers National Forest. Ooh, it's its homeland. I think so. The site is roughly 38 miles south of Oregon and 18 miles east of the Pacific Ocean. The exact location was apparently lost due to regrowth until 2011 when it was rediscovered. Hmm, Okay. 2011 was a great year for Bigfoot. Yeah. Roger Patterson, who was born in 1933 and who passed away in 1972 from cancer... And Robert Bob Gimlin, who was born in 1931, there's no death date, so I'm not sure if he's still alive. He could be. Um, They were both interested in Bigfoot, Patterson more so, and <laughs> they were actually looking to find evidence of Bigfoot. Patterson mm-hmm. specifically invested thousands of dollars and hours Oof. on hunting expeditions through Bigfoot terrain. Wow dedication in may or june of 1967 patterson started filming a docudrama slash suedo documentary about cowboys being led by an old miner and a wise indian tracker on a bigfoot hunt his indian guide they said indian was gimlin (laughs) the cowboys talk about flashbacks of the ape canyon incident So their encounter happens on October 20th, 1967, when Patterson and Gimlin were riding their horses for the shoot upstream along the bank of Bluff Creek sometime between 1.15 and 1.40 p.m. They came to an overturned tree with a large root system at a turn in the creek, and when they rounded it, there was a type of nest left over from the flood, and that's when they spotted the figure that they believe to be Bigfoot behind it. Nah. Patterson initially thought it was around six foot six, but later on raised it to around seven foot six inches. Gimlin's estimate was around six feet. Wow. That's a bit of a difference. That is. Well, I mean, it is, but at the same time, like we've talked about on other episodes, it is hard to estimate. Something but tight. I mean, that's like the difference between Matt and a basketball player. True. True. <laughs> yeah. They tracked the Bigfoot for about one mile until they lost it in some heavy undergrowth. And I guess they named it Patty. <laughs> Just oh, an interesting that's side sweet. fact. That's a very fun name. Um, this hands down has to be the absolute clearest footage of Bigfoot ever. (laughs) 
in in the 60s. Yeah. You can <laughs> tell that it is a hairy ape-like man. You can actually see the texture of its hair. They also made two plaster casts of its footprints. And people have tried to authenticate or disprove this video over and over and over, and there has been no solid conclusions. Yeah. It could be a man in a Bigfoot suit, but I am telling you that is one freaking good suit. <laughs> Both. I mean, it it could be a very expensive suit. It could be. It could be. But it is, it's convincing. Both Patterson, until his death, and Gimlin claim that they never, ever participated in any type of hoax and that their encounter was 100% legitimate. So that's what I got for the North American Bigfoot. Obviously, Bigfoot is huge in pop culture. I myself have a Bigfoot sticker on my Hydro Flask, and I believe you have some stickers of Bigfoot also. I have a Bigfoot sticker on my computer. I don't think I have one on my cup, but I have one on my phone. There's, I think there's one on my refrigerator. There's Bigfoot everywhere. And then you bought me that lunchbox. Mm-hmm. Yep. <laughs> uh, and like Amy was saying earlier, she's visited the North American Bigfoot Center in Oregon. Mm-hmm. There's also good times. something similar to that here in Colorado that I found out while I was researching, but I haven't been. So it's three hours away from me. I'm going to have to go at some point. At some point. There's also a show on Animal Planet called Finding Bigfoot. Yeah. Josh Gates has even looked into it. But heck yeah, he has. I'm leaving that for Amy to talk about. Well, his his main priority is the Yeti. Mm-hmm. But he did do Bigfoot stuff. Uh, I think on Destination Truth. I, I think so. I didn't I think look it into it. Truth. I leave all Josh Gates things to you. yeah as i should leave all ghost adventures to you (laughs) (laughs) oh speaking of real fast um at work i'm starting to get to know some of my coworkers, right and this one girl she's a lot like us you know she watched she has discovery plus Mm -hmm. and she watches all the ghost stuff and she said something about ghost adventures and I immediately went like, oh god. <laughs> <laughs> but apparently she like loves them. I was like, do not listen to our yeah. We are not nice to them. <laughs> no, I just feel like they're unnecessarily dramatic and I think that they do a lot of harm in my opinion. Like they too much <laughs> taunting in dramatics and yeah. theatrics. Yeah. But anyway, sorry. That just popped in my head. I only had one more <laughs> sentence left in my sentence. Oh, I'm so sorry. My sentence was I legit I legitimately don't believe that there is an adult on earth who has not heard of Bigfoot unless they're very secluded. Yeah. I don't think I've ever heard of anyone that doesn't know who Bigfoot is. No, I think like in the first world there's nobody that no. Does not know. Like anybody that has ever found out that I know personally that has found out about the podcast, the first thing they always ask is, Have you talked about Bigfoot? That's exactly <laughs> when I told my mom that we were doing Bigfoot. That was her first thing. Yeah. When are you going to cover, or not Bigfoot, sorry, when we were starting the podcast, that's the mm-hmm. first thing she said was, When are you going to cover Bigfoot? Because he's the most popular legend ever. Mm-hmm. Other than, like, maybe unicorns. Unicorns are pretty awesome. Yeah. I mean, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's a horse with a horn, I mean. <laughs> so what do you think about Bigfoot? I don't know. We've talked about it before, and I just don't see how he could... It definitely can't be a singular being, because then he would be immortal. Yep. And he's lived forever and ever and ever. But you never see more than one at a time. Actually, and I, let me just uh, 
interrupt your oh, thought. Oh, yeah? Did you watch a video that did? Yep. There was one video I watched in that list of top 10 most famous ones where mm-hmm. it appeared to be a mom Bigfoot and, like, two babies Bigfoots. Oh, how sweet. Yeah. So, okay. Other than occasionally, you never really see more than right. one. But... I don't know. I just, I want to believe in Bigfoot because why the heck not? Exactly. But I just don't see how we've never found any evidence. Yeah, that's the part that really gets me. Not one single body, not, no hair has ever matched. Carcass, no hair, no nothing. Nope. Nothing at all. And I feel the same way. I don't think it's possible for us to not have found Bigfoot yet, if Bigfoot yeah. does exist. But, I mean, I keep an open mind towards it. Yeah. I mean, Bigfoot is a really big guy. Very big. Like, it's not like a undiscovered species of frog exactly and i was gonna say that earlier like there are things on land that have not been discovered but they're like yeah. insects and it's not eight foot exactly tall guys exactly so what would you put bigfoot on the weird chateau so that is a loaded question <laughs> Because once again, and probably the most, we have grown up with this legend. Mm -hmm. So Bigfoot is very normal. And then once again, I've been overly desensitized. And I feel like if it popped up on the news that Bigfoot came out, I'd be like, yeah, he did. (laughs) (laughs) But, okay. I'd never seen anything that had to do with Bigfoot, and I'm learning about it for the first time. Probably stay about a five. That's so crazy. Sometimes we are like so opposite, and then sometimes we are right on it. Because five is exactly where I was going to put it. Right smack dab in the middle. Yeah. He's not like overly weird, but he's not like normal right <laughs> it's not a snail <laughs> snail yeah snails are very normal so the thing that puts so it a out five. of five for me is simply that patterson gremlin video yeah that video it creeps me out not gonna lie <laughs> but other than that like yeah it's i mean It's Bigfoot. Yeah. I don't know. So let us know what you think about Bigfoot. We would like to know if you've had an experience with Bigfoot. Heck yeah, we would. That's a big That'd be really cool. Um, If you have anything else you want to tell us about, maybe you have a ghost living in the upstairs of your house. Hint, hint, Katie. Um, Or it's a demon. Um, Or... You know, you just saw the ghost of a cat walk by one day. That'd be cool. Yeah. Or there's a monster actually living in your closet. That'd be creepy. And it, That'd probably be like an eight. That would terrify me. But we want to <laughs> know about it. So please send those to us. You can send them to our email. This is legendpod at gmail.com. We also have our dope ass website. It's pretty this dope. Is legendpod.com. It has moving blobs on the first page. Mm-hmm. Come on. Then we also have our social medias Instagram, Facebook, TikTok. This is Legend Pod. Keep it spooky, classy, and sassy. But most of all, keep it legendary. Bye. Peace.